We're going to talk about a huge rice donation to Arkansas families, an update on the farm bill, and much more on today's episode of the Arkansas iCast, which starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. That is us, and we are here. We are recording a day early. We are. Because we're... Sands producer this week. Well, sorry, Brian is out on vacation. But after weeks and weeks of complaining, maybe months of Matthew not being here. <laughs> yeah, you do complain yeah, about that a lot. I finally got him back. Yeah. Well, I beat Jason in fantasy football this last week, so I <sighs> felt like I had Jeez. to show up. Just he came to- in my office just <laughs> telling me that today. I have taken over your luck. <laughs> well, I've season. still only won one game. <laughs> well, that's one more than me. Three or four or five, four. Yeah. Four. I mean, I'm, I'm only two and two. I can't brag too much. Oh, I can you brag. haven't won one yet? No, sir. See, I see. It took me a while to do that math. And I was second place last year, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. That That's probably enough talk about a fantasy football league that is just internal for the federation <laughs> that's fair uh, but he i will say i will say to our listeners i will keep you updated on of the podcast boys who does the best <laughs> podcast right. boys because i think that's we really our own division the only the only <laughs> yeah. award any of the three of us are going to win <laughs> well uh, i know i know two of the three of us went camping this last weekend but what what did everyone do that's right anthony had his first birthday which we did talk about last week yeah. and i got a couple pictures over the weekend of yeah. the birthday the only thing he didn't get for his birthday that i really i think he was really upset he didn't get was a razorback win yeah mm-hmm. well the whole you party asked. was themed you I asked mean, the coach yeah, that that's way. that's tough i guess he wasn't listening we, we had yeah. a conversation at lunch about how many games we think we could win the rest of the year it's not looking good matthew uh, uh, well steve mooningham yeah uh, one of our guys down in the the print shop and he, a listener of this podcast and a listener he 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 predicts three and then I came up with three potential wins. I Ooh. think, see, slight correction. I think Steve said maybe five total, total. wins. Total, yeah, yeah. So, which would be three more, I guess. Yeah. And Matthew went through the schedule and, and made, made Look, a Because we got Florida International or whatever, and if we don't beat them, then we should just, you know, retire the Razorback name and become a Red be- Wolf State. Uh, I would be well, surprised if we win an SEC game this year. Now, I feel like Mississippi State, there's a chance. These Sam Pittman teams have been able to somewhere towards the end of the season put something together. They always start off late, but I think a whole team and everything, players, coaches, it doesn't yeah. look good. Well, I'll tell you, buddy, you guys see it. I thought that we would not win a conference game. But you beat Southern Miss, uh, and who did you play last weekend? Uh, UMass. UMass. Hey, we are second in our division. There you go. In the conference right now. And we play – we're actually ahead of Troy, who we play on Saturday. Ooh, Troy's a big one. In the, in the division. The so, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Football has been exciting, to say the least, this year. It's been kind of crazy. We watched a couple of those games over the weekend mm-hmm. that 
came down close night the night games. Uh, yeah, did Saturday. you see where Deion Sanders' team, Colorado, came back from came back. a 20-something point deficit? Yeah. And almost yeah. won. They fought back. LSU beat uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss beat LSU. Ole Miss game. And then I feel like there was another one. Maybe it was that Mississippi State game, but it eventually got kind of out of hand. How about them boys beating uh, the Patriots Sunday? Don't know about that. I just play fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> It's all fantasy that, to you. <laughs> hey, Dak didn't help, you know. Anyway, all right. Well, moving on, we do have a few actual things that relate to agriculture to talk Some, about, uh, yeah. not football. Let's see. The Stanley Reed Leadership Award nominations. These are nominations for that award are open. If you're not familiar with this, let me help. This award honors a Farm Bureau board member uh, between the ages of 36 and 45. Uh, it recognizes the the you know the winner for their outstanding leadership within their county farm bureau and their community. Again, this award was named after Stanley E. Reed, who was uh, past uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau president. More information about that uh, available online and and things like that. So let let someone know one of your district directors, whoever that may be, if you're interested in finding out more about that award or nominating someone. Uh, also, we've got the Arkansas Farm Bureau Ag Innovation Challenge application that is open through the weekend. That application window opens, or I'm sorry, closes on Sunday, October the 8th. As a reminder, we've talked about this on the show before, but it's been a little while. Challenge applicants must represent a for-profit business and submit a business plan, business pitch, product images, and other assets for review. Judges will review all applications and select five semifinalists to present at the Arkansas Farm Bureau Annual Meeting. On November 30th, cash prizes totaling $15,000 will be awarded to the top two businesses. And that's the Arkansas Ag Innovate, Arkansas Farm Bureau Ag Innovation Challenge. And then one more here. Uh, just a reminder that the Arkansas Ag Hall of Fame nominations are open. We've talked about this the past couple of weeks. Uh, the deadline to nominate somebody for that is November the 1st. If you're interested in finding out more or submit, submitting a nomination for the Ag Hall of Fame, Go to ArkansasAgHallOfFame.org. Anything yeah. you've got? No. Anything Farmers anymore? Market at the State Convention. We're mm-hmm. just about to roll out all the people we awarded. The Are we going to do that? Where? Instagram, Facebook, nice. Twitter, social media platforms. We've already announced or notified the winners. Okay. We're just now kind of shoring some things up, and then we'll, we'll, we'll make a post or a few posts on exactly who they are, what they're offering, and tagging each one of those individuals just to kind of Highlight what they're going to offer so our attendees can be ready to spend some money. You make that shopping list. Yeah, yeah. You see Christmas those folks list. come out and you say, oh, okay, I might need a new uh, cutting board. Yeah, maybe so. Homemade cutting board or something like that. Oh, well, awesome. We'll keep an eye out for that. We've got a few stories this week. We'll say it's been slightly slow in the uh, in the ag world news, mainly because there's been a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, but we've got some we've got some good stories for you this week. Uh, let's start with the uh, crop quality and progress. Uh, we actually were talking about this. Matthew mentioned us eating lunch earlier, and we were we were debating. It's fun, you know, when you report on this every week, you yeah. hear people say, oh, I bet we're such and such done with mm-hmm. this crop, or I bet we're almost done with that crop. And you, it's easy to sound like a nerd at something like a lunch party because you like, talk about it every week. Well, you're like, to, yeah, like, well, actually, corn's at 95%, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you kind of like, yeah, get out of here. 
Anyhow, the state corn crop is nearly complete with 93% harvested, a, f- a stat I did pull out yep. at that lunch. We're on target with last year and ahead of the five-year average with that with a 5% jump over last week. Um, we've got no crop quality reporting on corn this week. I don't know if that was a misprint by USDA or if once we get to a certain point on harvest progress, they just don't put that quality in there. Maybe. But either way, it wasn't in their weekly report. I did see this morning, though. I never thought about it. I don't know why I didn't. But it, all 18 producing corn states have begun or in corn harvest. Corn harvest, okay. Yeah, officially, I guess this week or last week. And I just thought, man, we're almost done with corn harvest. But yeah, we are pretty far south compared uh, to some of the I states and Midwest. That's right. That's right. Looking at rice, we've harvested uh, three-quarters of the state's acres, and we're well ahead of harvest pace last year. Have finally caught up to the five-year. Like corn, though, no crop quality reported by USDA this week. So we'll have to see if that comes back in next week's report. Soybeans are at 32% harvested. That's a big jump over last week. Yeah, That puts us on pace with last year and the five-year. 92% of the crop is coloring and another 73% dropping leaves. Mm-hmm. I saw some posts this morning of farmers trying to get soybeans out of the field. The first rain race we've had all harvest how crazy is that folks are trying to beat that rain coming through today the crops looking to be in better condition than what we reported on last week actually with about 63 percent rated good to excellent i got another 26 percent rated as fair that that fair number dropped i'm assuming those numbers moved over to the uh, those points moved over to the good to excellent column cotton's almost completely opened in the state and harvest has bumped up to 19 percent done nearly a 15 percent jump over last week we're well ahead of last year's pace now, tracking right along with the five-year. The crop looks to be in good shape with more than 70% of acres rated good to excellent. A side note, two side notes, I have read multiple places that if you decide to plant cotton this this year, you'll probably be doing okay because supply is going to be down. Oh, uh, Supply and demand. <laughs> and we drove, Matthew mentioned... Uh, T-shirt when? <laughs> uh, Matthew mentioned camping earlier. Uh, we drove up, took 67 all the way up to the Hoxie exit yeah. over the weekend, and a lot of cotton up there. Oh, yeah. A lot of cotton open. Let's see. We'll wrap up with peanuts today. Speaking of, there is a peanut processing facility right on the interstate there. We'll wrap up with peanuts with more than 80% of the crop now rated good to excellent. A harvest took a nice jump this week with 30% dug and 70% harvested, uh, so making some progress there. Uh, we're going to talk about river levels uh, probably a little bit later yep. on in the show. Uh, even though we're seeing rain across the state, based on what I've seen, the eastern portion is projected to see much less rain than the remainder of the state. I know it seemed to have gone around us. We were talking about this at lunch today as well. Uh, we have not gotten as much here in Little Rock today as I kind of thought we would. I was hoping we'd get more. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of soybeans, I also saw that some other – I've talked to several farmers across the state in the last week about soybeans, and for the most part, everybody's been pretty happy with them. Yeah. And I yeah. think even Chad put out a video today that Dr. Ross was saying, I think the state average is 53 mm-hmm. uh, pounds of bushel, or uh, bushel an acre, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I also saw some other states were, like, surprisingly bad conditioned soybeans. Yeah. I read that about... So that might be good for us. Yeah, I read that about... I want to feel like Kansas or Kansas, Nebraska. Kansas, I think is what I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. But they're worried um, about it. Yeah, I, I know I know. we started talking back in the the last WASD, I think, and may, probably before that, we started talking about Arkansas beating the national soybean yield average this yeah. year. And it looks like if it's 53, then that's a, that would be holding true. Oh, yeah. 
So that's that's great to see. Certainly, there's been some volatility for both corn and soybeans in the markets in the past couple of weeks. So well, good to know. you want to switch over to rice real quick? Yeah, let's start do the news? it. Let's do it. All right. September was rice month, but was also hunger action month. And rice producers across the state came together to honor both those designations. Mm. It was reported last week that the Arkansas Rice Federation has donated 240,000 pounds of rice oh to the Arkansas Food Bank. This donation will be separated across all 75 counties in the state and all their food banks. Federation board member and Newport rice producer Jeff Rutledge said that the donation is equivalent to 1.8 million servings and will help alleviate food insecurity here in Arkansas. Nice. He went on to note that the rice industry in Arkansas accounts for about half of the rice grown in the United States. It also provides 25,000 jobs and creates a $6 billion impact to the state economy. According to the Arkansas Food Bank's executive director, Brian Burton, inflation, the pandemic, and supply chain issues have put a tight squeeze on food banks across Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So clearly a donation of this size is very timely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I after putting all this together, I decided, I was like, well, we probably need to put this in perspective of how important this donation really is to the state. So I wanted to see how many Arkansas residents are considered to have food insecurity or a lack of food to live a healthy lifestyle. Okay. According to Aspire Arkansas, 17% of our state's population is food insecure. That's about 512,000 people across the state of Arkansas. So almost, almost the size of Little Rock. Yeah, yeah. And nationally, only the state of Mississippi has a higher food insecurity level than Arkansas. Mm, goodness gracious. Yeah, and that's out of 51, 50 states, including Puerto Rico, so it'd be 51. Yeah, 50. So I just say that to say that there's a lot of people out there that are not as uh, fortunate as others, and 240,000 pounds of rice is going to go a really long way. Yeah, I think in the title of this episode, which I was writing earlier, the, the description, I say that we will tell you how many tons of rice were donated. We yep. use pounds here. I will not put you on the spot and ask you to, <laughs> to break those pounds into tons. 214,000 times 2,000 divided by 2,000. I, I thought it was 240. Or 240. Yeah. Sorry. I could have gotten that wrong. No, uh, I wrote 240 here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Mm -hmm. If you have done the math or if you care to challenge us at math, put it in the comments how many tons that is. I was going to pull up my calculator, but... <laughs> I did, and it spun my screen all the way around, so I would advise my calculator. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, Grandpa. Oh, well, let's move on. <laughs> Spinning through the iPad. All right, well, that's that's good news, and, and glad to see the Arkansas rice industry come together to donate and, and make a make a difference uh, yeah. for that for that group. Well, we briefly mentioned the Farm Bill last week when we were talking about the potential government shutdown. Uh, the government did not shut down, thanks to action on Saturday, late on Saturday night. We happened to be with some folks, one of which was a federal employee, so they were watching that pretty closely. Yeah. And we passed, so even though we did avoid a, a government shutdown, we did pass the Farm Bill deadline over the weekend without action, which we sort of knew we were going to do. Uh, let's take a look at reporting from uh, Renak Patel at KUAR, pardon me, to get an update from Congressman Rick Crawford. Congressman Crawford spoke on Arkansas Week program from PBS, and he had a wrap-up of that. Like I said, speaking of that government spending plan, Congressman Crawford said the work on the budget had made it difficult to focus on a farm bill. Uh, he also said that inflation is making it difficult to get a farm bill passed right now. And he says that, frankly, an extension would be a best-case scenario yeah. as it sits. Uh, Congressman Crawford talked about reference prices and the importance of addressing those in the farm bill, especially since we're currently working 
with 11-year-old data. This is something we've heard from Congressman Crawford as a priority many times, as well as Senator Bozeman. It's important to pay close attention to those comments since Crawford serves on the House Ag Committee and Senator Bozeman serves as ranking member of the Senate Ag Committee. Now that we've passed the September 30 deadline for a new farm bill, I thought it would be good to cover what that means for farmers. Yeah, Agriculture Dive had an in-depth article on this, and in short, farmers are unlikely uh, at least immediately to notice any changes or many changes from a farm bill expiration. Uh, One thing to note is that the CRP program, which pays farmers to remove environmentally sensitive land from ag production and plant native species, has expired. Also, provisions around payment limits and livestock funding under EQIP no longer apply, according to the Congressional Research Service. The agreed-upon goal seems to be to get a new farm bill passed by the end of the year. We'll continue monitoring progress and providing updates here, of course. You can always reach out to our team here at Farm Bureau for updates or with specific questions as well. But that's sort of the latest on farm bill progress. Man, there's a lot of farmers out there that have CRP ground. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Just I a lot of landowners, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I said, there are some, some speaking of uh, food insecurity, I think a SNAP program is continuing as of now. Yeah. So, so there, there's certainly a lot of that a farm bill that will that will keep moving forward for the yeah. time being. All right, well, let's take a short break from the news. If you've considered running for public office, we've got some great news. Uh, registration is now open for our How to Win Election seminar. That's right. This seminar teaches how to evaluate the candidate and the electorate, build a campaign structure, raise money, and how to get voter attention, plus much more. Jason, fun fact. Oh, yeah? According to the American Farm Bureau, candidates who have been through the program have a 75% winning percentage. Ooh, that is fun. Uh, the seminar takes place right here at our office on October 17th and 18th, and registration is already open. It only costs $225 to attend, and that includes classes and meals. That's right. We're going to feed you. To learn more, you can register at ARFB.com, and you better get on it because registration closes on October the 13th, which is just next week. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for How to Win an Election. How about we get back to the news? Yeah. I think it's you. One last story. Let's do it. We kind of get in the Mississippi River deal. Yeah. So over the last three years, farmers across the country have experienced several natural disasters. It goes without saying. Uh, These natural disasters have impacted them financially, for sure. Last week, USDA announced that that much-needed relief is on the way. The U.S. Department of Agriculture, or or USDA, like I said, announced that they will begin issuing more than $1.75 billion in emergency relief payments to eligible farmers and livestock producers. Mm. Like I mentioned, these payments are in response to natural disasters in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Oh, wow. Specific to livestock producers... Through the Emergency Livestock Relief Program, or ELRP, Mm -hmm. FSA will issue more than $581 million in 2021 and 2022 due to drought and wildfire emergency relief to eligible ranchers. These payments will be conducted in two different phases, with losses suffered in 2021 closing soon. Ranchers who lost grazing acres due to drought and wildfire received assistance through ELRP Phase 1, will soon receive an additional payment through ELRP Phase 2. The ses- this second payment will be equal to 20% of the 2020 gro- 2021 gross ELRP Phase 1 payment. Uh, luckily for Phase 2, payments to producers will be automatic with no application required. So you won't have to go back to FSA and sign up again. Oh, good, If you've already fa- signed up the first time. Switching gears to crops, FSA is closing out Phase 2 of the Emergency Relief Program. 
ERP. This week, through the delivery of more than $1.17 billion in crop disaster assistance payments to producers of eligible crops who suffered losses measured through decreases in revenue due to qualifying natural disaster events and occurred in calendar years 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. ERP Phase 2 was intended primarily for producers of crops that were not covered by Federal Crop Insurance or FSA's Non-Insured Crop Disaster Assistance Program. NAP. My goodness. That's a yeah, lot. That, that's the federal government for you. So, yeah. But, yeah, I thought the last part was pretty interesting that, you know, a lot of our producers, especially specialty crop producers, especially, especially crop Special. producers. Yeah. 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 They're, NAP's kind of the only thing out there for them. Yeah. So, and it doesn't, NAP helps. It's going to cover your, your costs, mm-hmm. but it's not going to help you recover any revenue that you lost because of that natural disaster. Right. So this assistance, additional assistance from NAP, or overlapping nap is going to help quite a bit we'll help with that yeah it yep. starts to kind of backfill that yeah well that's interesting you know weather has been such a you know such a challenge i mean it, you know really always has been but but a unique set of challenges you know in these past few years is, as 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 you can see by this so that's interesting and it, you know really too you know we talked about rain a minute ago but you know, weather continues to be a challenge. Yeah. And then what we're seeing right now with the river. Yeah, with the Mississippi River, that's been a huge deal. We're, what, lower the river levels now uh, at this time than we were last year. Uh, right? The same yeah. way. Uh, barge rates are up. The, if you'll, the Tyler Oxner's got an article coming out here in the next week or two, probably the next few days. Yeah. Kind of going to go over what we're briefly talking about here is basis rates widening how much producers are losing because of basis mm-hmm. basis is widening because the river levels going down and because the the river levels going down they're decreasing the weight that barges can carry on the river yeah yeah and so that also means that they're going to have to increase the number of barges to push the same amount of grain down river so it's a less yeah. efficient system so it's going to be more expensive to ship and in turn creates less price the farmers can receive for their crop unless they can hold on to it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, you know, I, it's a very serious issue. I want to be very clear about this, but it kind of goes back to that supply and demand. You, The farmers need that river to move their grain. Yeah. And when you have all that demand that is there for the river or supply, however you want to look at that, and then, but the, the inability to move what traditionally can be moved down it, then it's going to be more expensive to yep. move it because, and and the more a farmer has to pay, or, or or you know, or the less they get paid for their grain because it costs more to move that grain. I mean, that's just a profitability hit. And mm. and think about the headache. Farmers are probably shopping around too. Absolutely. They, well, naturally, what's it going to cost me in right? fuel? Yeah. Do I do I drive it over here instead? Yeah. I'm going to go so and so miles upriver mm-hmm. or down or you know and the logistical headache that that's going to create labor Plus, issues yeah. fuel costs you know do i have enough trucks to backfill while that truck's going an hour and a half further or whatever? Yeah, i talked to a producer yesterday that was saying i'm getting docked as much as it would cost me to make a payment on another grain bin mm. and he was like this is it I'm so not doing so this it's storage year. yeah i mean storage is going to go <clears throat> i mean storage has been very popular yeah and a lot of, and a lot right. of other farmers are telling me that they're they're going to be really close on whether or not they can hold it or not yeah uh, i think i think we talked about this a little bit we may have talked about it last week but i think right now we still got a little corn out we still got some rice out 
soybeans we're getting in, but we're mm-hmm. only, you know, we're less than a third of the crop in. I think as we start to wrap this thing up in the next, you know, several weeks, before Thanksgiving, certainly, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be more and more of a problem. I was looking at some reporting that George Charity Talk Business did. Barge rates right now are up 30 bucks a ton. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, that's still not where we ended up last year, which was $90 a ton mm-hmm. uh, up, give or take. But as of last week, we're at negative or minus 10.6 feet. Last year's record was minus 10.81. Getting close. So we're getting close. And we were just talking. The rain has not been as heavy today. I mean, no. One rain event is not going to resolve this It's going to take several. It's going to be t- take several rains. It's going to take rain all up and down that river, mm-hmm. really, to be honest. So it's a, you know, it's a big challenge. It'll be interesting to see how storage. I almost wonder if, if, if there's not an opportunity to tell some story about storage or, or, or doing the math. Yeah, you know, uh, on before, storage I think investment. all three of our times here at Farm Bureau, there were, Farm Bureau was a big push on getting on-farm storage. I don't know if it was uh, yeah, through grant money or government funding. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not real sure. But mm-hmm. a lot of the funding out there right now, did, or not funding, but storage, uh, didn't used to be there yeah. until like oh, the yeah. last it's, 10 years. Yeah, I would know? say it's a new a new development. I mean, give new is relative. But yeah, the, anyway, that's interesting. Well, we'll continue watching that. I don't think the story is going to change before we get set back down in these chairs next week. But, but certainly, we'll imagine we'll if you, you, know if you booked do. six dollar corn. Mm-hmm. You know how happy you'd be about that right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's pretty much the news this week, Matthew. You always bring a unique spin. Uh, well, with you, what is today? Today, well, today's Wednesday. We're technically a day early. No, no, I know. But what is today, the day we're recording? Today is October the 4th. It's National Cinnamon Roll Day. It is Is National Cinnamon Roll Day. It is. And I am a proponent of how stupid it is that there are national days for (laughs) everything. It's marketing, man. It is very much marketing. He said proponent, not opponent. Yeah, I guess I'm an opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Jason was nice enough to bring... The PR department some cinnamon roll donut things this Look morning are very good. Wow! But you gonna bring them cards on Valentine's Day too? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Come on. In in that fashion, as I always bring some rule restaurant recommendations, which this week's are gonna be semi rule. We'll say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say three places where I think have great cinnamon rolls, oh. but with other things too. Okay. Uh, and we'll we'll start out in my hometown because I always like shouting out the hometown yeah, restaurants. Is mm-hmm. Old Neighbors Mill. Uh, okay. If you've ever been to Neighbors Mill, there going into town, mm. it's right on the highway going to Branson. Elter. They do uh, baked baked goods and stuff, and one of those baked goods happened to be a really good cinnamon a roll. Good cinnamon uh, roll. They're they're very very good. There, I though when I go there and get a baked good, it's more for the muffins. Yeah, for me, yeah. they have got a uh, a pumpkin muffin. You know, around fall Ooh. right now, that is pumpkin spices incredible. About. Hey, I'm I'm basic. I like yeah. some pumpkin spice. Do yeah. you really? Yeah. Number two, second. I have. Let me say. Okay. I have written down a cinnamon roll winner, and I'm just writing it down in case it makes your list. It probably won't. I want to break. Okay. Right. I, I I don't consider these the honestly. I don't know. Number two we'll though. Yeah. Uh, going over to White County, 
Okay. A Wild Sweet Williams Bakery. I've heard of this place. I've never it, been. Sweet. <laughs> it, it is incredible. First of all, I, I would just like to say Cersei has an incredible food, food scene. scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's right next Amen. to Nightfire. A building. There's a building between the two. Okay. But they've got a cinnamon roll that it's really meant to be shared, but it is larger than my head. <laughs> Unironically. I don't have any issues with that. It is larger yeah. than my head. I'd take it right. They now. have a, a coffee cinnamon roll too, oh, yeah. and mm. incredible. Mm-mm-mm. Though again, I will say, when I go to Wild Sweet Williams, I'm more worried about they've got kolaches, mm. and those are yeah top notch. Specifically, yeah. the savory ones. They've mm. got uh, some savory ones there. Oh, nice! But also very good cinnamon roll. Okay. And then number three, uh, coming to to us to our town of okay. Little Rock. I'm going to shout out the old croissanterie. Yeah, I've not been, been there. Again, another place, not cinnamon rolls, not the thing, but uh-huh. they have good cinnamon rolls. Okay. But their croissants, as you know, the name would suggest, croissant. incredible. The croissanterie. Yeah. Croissant. Uh, I, I, I don't something I like go looking for, cinnamon rolls at restaurants, but yeah. I will say the, is it Boulevard Bread Company in Fayetteville? Yeah. Off Greg Street. They're... There's I didn't know they had a location up there. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Is it Boulevard Bread? Over there Boulevard, by Packrat? There's a Boulevard here in town. I mean, Boulevard started here, oh, but... No, it's not Boulevard then. I don't know. Well, now we're going to just have to cut this whole no, bit. No, I'll we're not. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure <laughs> it out. Well, let me tell you the one that I wrote down. Okay. And see, tell me if you if you know it. Ferguson's. Oh, have you ever been to Ferguson's? The In Marshall? Yeah. Right right before... Yep. Right? Is it right after the bridge? Yeah, that one's right. Ferguson's is right after the bridge. Yeah, right after the bridge, if you're coming from here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's another top. That's the size mill. of the head. Stone yeah, mill? They, Stone mill. Okay. Stone mill, okay. Yeah, about yeah, pack rat. yeah, the thing about Ferguson's that I've always thought is hilarious, as you're driving into Marshall, there's a billboard. Yeah. And on that billboard is a cinnamon roll that is half of the billboard. <laughs> like, it is ginormous. Yeah. And the billboard says something to the effect of... Actual size or something like like oh, it is. That's pretty funny. It's specifically like actual <laughs> size of the cinnamon roll, and it is half of the billboard. And you go to Ferguson's, and I mean, no, it's not that big, but it's it's good size. I mean, it'll fill four people up. If you yeah, can. we uh, Ferguson's is like a locally owned version of a chain, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the shopping around in the store and eating. Yeah, where's this? Sorry. This is in Marshall, uh, right? Right on the other side of the Buffalo River, as you're going uh, to Harrison. Yeah. I've um, never been there, but if yeah. you were if you were leaving here and driving like to Marshall, once <laughs> you cross the river, it'd be right there on the right. Yeah, if you're okay. ever it's, up there, it's right it's by Corsi's, which is you know a big smoked meat place. Yes. Uh, and then Leslie, which is right next next door to Marshall, has that mm. little bakery, Serenity Serenity yeah. Bakery. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't know the about highway. their cinnamon rolls, but they do have good cakes and pies and cheesecake and yeah. The challenge with them is Catching whenever them we're open. headed, well, that, but when we're headed up there or back, like we always, it's usually with the camper. Mm, and it's, yeah, uh, you can't you park know, there with the like camper. You can't park there. But I think, yeah. I think there may be a couple of farmers markets here that run their stuff, mm. like their breads at least. Yeah. Anyway, always a good reason to have a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, this cooler weather, somebody's going to have to cook chili soon. And to me, cinnamon roll goes right there with the chili. The Arkansas public school system has failed. I was just about to say that's a school. school. I actually actually think we talked about this last year on the show. Uh, When you said that, I was like, "Why does that sound?" But uh, it's it's definitely a little block of cheese. It is it is a legitimate failing of the Arkansas public school system that they have 
ruin an entire generation to think, yeah, you I eat a cinnamon roll with a big old pot of chili. <laughs> bowl of chili. There, yeah. it's never, there's never a wrong time for a cinnamon roll. Let's be very clear about um, that. <laughs> and I'll say this. Uh, all these places I've talked about are great, but uh, you, it's hard to beat a just good home homemade cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. Yeah. The best part of a cinnamon roll is smelling it as it's in the oven Ain't to me. that the truth? Is that the oh. best part of waking up? Uh, oh, come if, on now. If, if I'm somewhere where cinnamon rolls are baking, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, go uh, do us a favor. Go take this rainy day. Tomorrow's going to be rainy, too. Grab you a cinnamon roll, maybe cook a pot of chili. chili. <laughs> Give us a cheer. Cheers us that chili bowl. And, you or, you know, know if, you have a, if you have a cinnamon roll at some restaurant that you really like, shout it out. Tell us for sure. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Uh, all right, well, that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. And make sure you subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.